Blog Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast. Thursday, a feast of unleavened bread is now on the air. I'll be your host for the third day of unleavened bread. Unleavened bread means means put nothing in your body for these seven days of death. Yeah. Living to it. Do not add that to your body. Living. But until the seven days is up on moderation, you can go back to that living. Then that living must be a must be a cleanser process. Oh no, yeah, well, I have so many things that um he 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 don't say or do anything unless it is a reason behind it. So maybe I have thought about it just slipped my mind. But unleavened bread. So for the next three days, put no leaven in your in inside your, your head. Open your mouth and don't put no leaven in it. You'll be all right. All right. So we just gonna get something going on on um Thursday of this feast called our living bread, our living bread, and we don't know where we're gonna start it, but where we will start it to see who coming on stage for the nice broadcast of take three of unleavened bread, the beginning of unleavened bread. We're gonna see who all gonna be on stage for this, and let's do some checking, and then we'll just check it from there. The one thing about it, see, Roy, we're here to inform you on what he's saying and nothing else. Inform you on what he's saying. Unleavened bread, third day of the feast. All right, let's see who's going to be on stage for the nice episode. We got one of the young lines. One of the young lines is, uh, is coming on stage for take number three of unleavened bread. Let's see if we meet and greet the young line. Brother Titus Israel from the tribe of Yah God Judah. Up and come and teach out of Camp One. Yahweh bless you there, see right. Yahweh bless you there, see Israel of Seed Roy. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, there, young man. I, I see you sound like you ready to do a little run, and that's a great thing. That's all about. I mean, you both, you both give it all you got. And every time you hit this right here, because you never know, it can be your last. 
and you got you got to make sure when you stand before him, you say, well, the last blast that I ever recall, I gave it all I got, and that's the game changer. Let's let's see who else coming on the stage. Oh, it's Judas. Judas want to come on stage. You see, I want to holler that microphone a little bit. I think I'm. I think I'm prepared to holler in that microphone a little bit. Sister Judas, all right, let's see, can we find her? And see, she's ready to holler in the microphone on take three of, of Unleavened Bread. Sister Judas, one of the sisters out of Camp One, tribe of Yadda Judah. All right, let's see. Let's see uh, what's going on. I got a little memo. Memo saying, let me see, take a look at this memo real quick before we bring her on. Take a look at this memo real quick. What is, what, what is, what is memo trying to tell me? Something. Divide, move, move, 
move or your microphone is too close, kind of, you have to kind of move back a little bit because you're going to be feeding into each other's microphones because you're too close. So, you know, sometimes it's very hard to break up uh, good quality couples, but in, in this case, you don't have to not be shoulder to shoulder, you know, uh, on this case. You know, it's very hard when you got two that's um, tied to the hippies and dust says, yeah, well, matter of fact, uh, let's read that. So uh, you don't have to try to back up a little bit because it's very hard to um, Luke 1, 5, and 6. Hey, Brother Tyson, what that say in Luke 1, verse 5 and 6? Watch the book of Luke. Luke. Chapter one. one. First five, five, six. Nah. Well, uh, you still, still, still too close. Still, uh, gotta push over a little bit further. Yeah, you gotta push over a little bit further. We know it's kind of hard to break up. Um. A good old Yaqwali couple. So right now, you want to push away just a little bit more. Push away a little bit more. There you go. Try it again. Luke chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 says what? Book of Luke. Luke. Chapter 1. Yeah, well, the days of Judah. Judah. Well, Jackson, hold hey, on, sir, there, young sir. line. What's going to happen? What's going to happen, young line? Y'all going to have to use the same microphone because um, one got to cut off, and we just got to pass the microphone when it's uh, time to share. Then now you can't bump shoulders again because can't with one microphone be within 25 feet apart. So, I mean, you got to be... 25 feet apart. So, at least 10 feet apart. So, I think one got to come off. One microphone got to come off and just share the microphone. That's what got to happen. You got you to share the microphone there, young lion. That's all I can tell you. You got to share the microphone. You got to try one more time. Brother Titus, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, you got to share that microphone there. Come on. Yes, sir. All right, the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 6. That was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zechariah of the court of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Verse 6, and they were both righteous before Yahweh, walking in all the commandments, in the orders of Yahweh, blameless. Mm-hmm. All right, so 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 that's that's a great thing. So when you got couples on one on one nine one accord, so that's just how it got to be. And so now, Sister Judas, we we left off on the verse. We said we're gonna take a look at that verse one more one more again. So we said um, in class, so we're going to take a look at a verse over there in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 7 on to verse 13. 
So now y'all have to piggyback that microphone y'all on and piggyback the microphone. So now in the book of Hebrews there, Sister Judith, can you look right down at verse number, chapter 8, verse 7, down to verse 12. Take your time, now, Sister Judith, you're on the clock. The whole world is listening to you. Take your time and get in that microphone and come on. Hebrews chapter 8, verses 7 to 13. Verse 7 reads, For if that first covenant had been flawless, then should no place have been sought for the, for the second. Verse 8 reads, For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, says the Yahweh, when I will make a new covenant with the family of Israel and with the family of Yadah Judah. Verse 9 reads, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Go ahead. Because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, says the Yahweh. Yeah. Verse 10 reads, for, for this is the covenant that I will make with the family of Israel after those days, saith the Yahweh. I will put my, my laws into their minds and write them in their minds. And I will be yeah. to them a Yahweh, and they shall be to me a people. Verse 11 reads, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor. And every man his brother, saying, Know the Yahweh, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Well, Verse 12 is, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins, and their sins will I remember no more. Verse 13 reads, In that... Yeah, verse 12. What is it saying? Yeah, verse, verse 12 again. Read that verse 12 again. Verse 12 reads, verse 12 for, time. for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities sins will I remember no more. Oh, okay. So, if you want Yahweh to don't remember your your sins, then that means we have to find some things. What caused us us to sin for he not to remember anymore, uh, brother Titus? Mm-hmm. Let's back yes, up to uh, Numbers chapter nine, verse thirteen. So, if you don't want Yahweh to, re- if you want Yahweh to remove your sins from you. Let's see what can we read out of Numbers chapter 9, verse 13. Let's, let's see what he's saying that we can read there, young man. The book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 3 read. The book of Numbers, chapter 9. Verse book of Numbers, 13. Chapter, verse 13. The book nine, of Numbers, 13. chapter 9. Yeah, 13. Verse 13. Yeah, what, yeah, what does 13 say? 
But the man that is clean is not on the journey and forbid to keep the Passover. Even that same soul should be cut off from among his people because he brought not the offering of Yahweh in this appointed feast. That man should bear his sin. Mm-hmm. But in, it, in, in, this, in, in this case, that word Passover, I'm, I'm winning Passover, that word called feast in, in this case. In, this, in that case, we're talking about feast. If you, if you chose not to keep the feast in that, in that case. So he's saying that yeah. if, if you chose not to keep the feast day in these times, it is a great penalty. And where is that verse that he said, uh, men and brothers, what should I do then? Now, I need, I need, I need to kind of get a freak up out of that. Where it talks about men and brothers, what should I do then? When we know, when we are aware that we are sin against, when we are aware of it, say that young man, uh, Mr. Judas, let's run the Acts. In the book of Acts, once we are aware of something that we is not doing the Bible's will, it talks about what you, we should do, Sister Judy. It talks about what we should do once we know that we have made an arrow and who came to our mind in Acts chapter 2. Now let's find out what we do once we come to our mind in Acts chapter 2. Let's stick at verse 36 down to verse 38 there, Sister Judas. How about Acts chapter 2, verse 36 down to verse 38? Sister Judas, what that say? You know the clock, come on. Acts chapter 2, verses 36 to 38. Verse 36 reads, Therefore, let all the family of Israel know assuredly that Yahweh have made that that same Yahweh the Son, whom you have crucified, both Yahweh the Father and Yahweh the Son. Verse 37 reads, Now when they heard this, they were pricked. Prick in their mind, and say unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Verse 38 reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Yahweh the Son, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the righteous spirit. So, uh, Sister Judas, when we find out we have sinned against the Almighty, what avenue that we can read that you just got through reading, what we got to do? Once we, once we come to our mind that we have sinned against our Almighty One, 
what is on the clock that he wants to do there according to the last verse? You just got to read that, Sister Judith. What's on Repent. the clock that come out? Repent. Oh. 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 They is right there. So as long as that door is open and, and you hear this message, you got to repent. Because one thing about it, this feast uh, that we're on right now, it's the third day, and it talks about that third that feast in um, Brother Titus. Yes, sir. chapter 12, verse 1. Skip down 15 and 19. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. And Yahweh spake to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, Get down verse 15. Verse 15 reads, Seven days you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day shall you put away leaven out of your house. Whosoever eateth bread, eateth leavened bread, whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day to the seventh day, that soul should be cut off from among, from Israel. Verse 16. In the first day, there should be a righteous gathering. And in the seventh day, there should be a righteous gathering to you. No matter work should be done in there, save that which every man and woman must eat, that only may be done of you. Verse 17. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For on this same day have I brought your army out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, she observed this day in your generation by the ordinance forever. Verse 18. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at evening, you should eat unleavened bread until the 1 and 20th day of the month at evening. Verse 19 reads, Seven days should be, should there be, no leaven found in your house, for whosoever eat it, that which is leavened, even that soul should be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born to the land. Mm-hmm. So he said from the 14th to the 20th, so that, so you eat our leavened bread up to the closing on Thursday. Thursday. But when the night end is over with, so the 20th, I believe it'd be about Thursday night. So Thursday night is, you can go back to, I believe, well, well my thoughts don't 
Okay. Thursday night to Friday. Okay. Thank you, young man. But I believe that that unleavened is a little bit more to it that Yahweh have not properly, I mean, he have probably revealed it, but it has basically been revealed. That eleven, if he wants you to, he don't have nothing for us just to have nothing there. So if he don't want you to have no leaven in your body for seven days, then, you know, it seemed like to me, I'd like to uh, investigate on a little bit later, like a cleansing or something. Uh-huh. So you asking Yahweh 
Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. One more 
Psalms chapter 71 verse 2 reads, Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thy ear unto me and save me. Isaiah 26, 
See, you're breaking up. Thank you. 
Yahweh, utter Yahweh 
decide you have had dominion over us. Yeah. But by you only will we make mention of your name. Uh-huh. So, we only going to be the one that mentions the name. Mm-hmm. He mentioned something about uh, type. He mentioned something about, well, matter of fact, Judas dropped the verse down, and some Are we going back to Psalm chapter one eleven? What Psalm? No. What Psalm chapter eleven verse two? Psalm chapter eleven verse two. Book of Psalm mm-hmm. chapter eleven, verse two reads: For lo, the wicked bend their bow; they made ready their arrow upon the string, that they might probably shoot at the upright in mind. What what do we do again? According to verse two there. Verse five, what do we do? Psalm chapter eleven, verse two read. For lo, the wicked bend their bows. They may ready their arrows upon the string, that they may probably shoot at the upright in mind. So you saying that the wicked is gonna do what again? Uh, what is it going to do? Bend their bow. Mm-hmm. The wicked bend their okay. bow. Okay. They made ready their arrow. They made ready their arrow upon the string. They may probably shoot at the upright in mind. So the wicked is going to do what? The wicked, they go bend their, the wicked, bend their bow. They may ready the arrow upon the string. They may probably shoot at the upright in mind.
where they are. David, um, when they find you anywhere leaning over, they'll be the first one catching to deliver you up. Anybody help me out with that, brother? See, the wicked, they they act like they with you, but before you know it, they will be the first one there to deliver Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe it's uh, the book of Sirach. What is going on in Sirach? All right, yes, sir. Going to the book of Sirach. Yes, in the book of Sirach. Sirach chapter 12. Book of Sirach chapter 12. Verse 10. Book of Sirach chapter 12. Verse 10 reads Never trust your enemies, for like as as iron rusted, so is his wickedness. Verse 11. Though he humble himself and go crouching, Yet take good heed and beware of him. You should be uh, to him as if has white a looking glass. And you should know that his rust had not been altogether wiped away. Verse 2, verse 12. Set him not by you, lest when he have overthrown you, he set up in your place. Neither let him sit at your right hand, lest he seek to take your seat. And you... At the last, remember our words and be pricked therein. Verse 13. Who would pity a charmer that is bit with a serpent, or any such as come near wild beasts? Verse 14. So one that goeth to a sinner and is defiled with him in his sins. Who would pity? Verse 15. For a while he will bide with you, but if you begin to fall, he will not carry you. Verse 16. An enemy speaks sweetly with his lips, but in his mind he imagines how to throw you into a pit. He will weep with his eyes, and if you find up, and if he find opportunity, 
He will not be satisfied with blood. Verse 17. If adversity come upon you, you should fight him there first. And though he pretend to help you, yet she undermine you. Verse 18. He will shake his head, clap his hand, and whisper much. Change his conscience. Something in his voice is right there. You see what you see. That means it don't come out today, it'll come out tomorrow. Give us a delay. Give us a bad delay. Yes, uh, uh, see it. See it's real. Yo, you're going in and out. Yes, sir. One in and out. Okay, so. Thank you. 
Uh, see Israel, see Roy, um, you kind of, you sounded kind of low, very low. Can you hear me now, Brother Titus? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. All righty. Now, I don't know what verse we left off on. Um, I remember calling and reading Sirach, uh chapter 12, verse 10 to 18. Well, right. we'll come back and pick it up at we... We find out he will shoot at the perfect. Come back to Psalm 64 and pick up a verse 4 down to verse 9. Yes, sir. Like the Psalms, we're going to tie it in from Psalms uh, 11, verse 2. Now, Brother Micaiah did start it up, but let's see if we pick it back up at um, Psalm 64, kind of get a little precept because we're going somewhere. We don't know where we're going. But in a minute, we'll find out. It, it, it'll unfold itself where we're going. Psalm 64, verse 5 through, through 9. Make it 4 down to verse 9. Psalm 64, 5 to 9. Brother Titus, come on. Book of Psalms, chapter 64, verse 5 down to verse 9. Psalm 64, verse 5 reads, They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privately. They say, who should see them? Verse 6, they search out sin. They accomplish a, dip, a digital search, both the inward thoughts of every one of them, and the mind is deep. Verse 7, but Yahweh should shoot at them with an arrow, suddenly. They should be wounded. They be wounded. Verse 8, so they make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them should flee away. 
Verse 9. And all men shall fear, and shall declare the work of Yahweh. For they shall wisely consider of his doings. Mm-hmm. So that's the precept that regardless about uh, now, but okay, give me that verse one more time, Isaiah 26, verse 9. 26, verse 9. Right, going back to Isaiah chapter 26, verse number 9, verse 9 reads, With my soul have I designed you in the night. Yea, with my, with my spirit within me will I seek you early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness, the laws of the Aqua. Mm-hmm. Next verse. Verse number 10. Let favor be shown to the wicked. He said, let favor be shown to the wicked. Yet will he not learn righteousness, the laws of Yahweh. In the land of the uprightness will he deal up unjustly and will not behold the majesty of Yahweh. He said, the wicked is going to always get you. Some kind of way, his rust will be shown. The wicked is going to get you. And sometimes you be wondering, why is so much trouble is here your way? Why is the wicked putting so much time in you? Because, hey, Sister Judas, and First Peter chapter 5, can you help see out, Sister Judas, and First Peter 5, because the question was on the table, why, when you try to do right, the wicked always find its way to present himself among you? That means, huh? That means something. And First Peter five, there, Sister Judas. We're looking at First Peter chapter five, and pick it up around by verse five. It might be, is anyone with me? Okay. First Peter chapter five, verse five. First Peter chapter five verse five reads, "Likewise, yeah, you, likewise you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humanity, humility. Humility. For Yahweh resisted the proud and gave grace to the humble." Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, verse 6. Verse 6 reads, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of Yahweh, that he may exalt you in due time. Yeah. Verse, seven, verse 7 reads, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. <clears throat> verse 8 reads, Be sober, be vigilant, vigilant because your 
adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. Verse 9. So you know. That's good. That's good. So you know, you know sometimes you, be do, you know you're doing the right thing, but you find yourself running into so much trouble by doing the right thing. See, and, and that's one of the greatest mysteries of understanding. When you're doing the right thing, Satan must send his minions at you. Now, we'll get a case in point, uh, Brother Micaiah in Luke 22, verse 28. We'll take down to verse 32. See, sometimes people be wondering, why has so much happened to you? Why are you going through so much? Why are you going through so much? Why now? Because um, Satan looking for who we can devour. And he ain't looking for the ones that's already that. Now, he's looking for the ones that, um, Brother McKay, read me Acts 11, verse 4. See, he's not looking for that. He's not looking for 12, 12 verse 4 of Acts. He, he's not looking. Satan is not looking for anybody that is a Acts. Verse 4, what does it say? Verse 4. Verse 4 reads. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four criteria of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the peace. See? So he's not looking for those is keeping Easter, that except Easter, Lord God Jesus Sunday, and get and done the Ash Wednesday. They ain't, uh-huh. they ain't looking. They ain't looking for them. He looking for the ones that see right through this Easter is only a watered down word. For the Passover. See, Satan ain't coming at you. If you keep an Easter and you believe your answer is through Rainbow, Rainbow Coalition. You think that that is your answer through Rainbow Coalition. You will run into a rude awakening because Yahweh has already laid it out that your answer is through him. And if you notice that the Rainbow Coalition, what you is never going to hear in a Rainbow Coalition is anything pertaining to him. It can be always mm-hmm. about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Never hear. Okay. Now, in Baruch, Titus, in the book of Paul Baruch, now Baruch yes, had to get a rude awakening. Baruch. And yes, sir. Let's find out what's going on. Because this next group is somebody somewhere around the world that 
if you figure you will turn this system around without Yahweh being in front of this, you're going to try to rainbow coalition the system. It sounds good. It's not biblically. The only way you're going to turn this thing, that turn this around, you got to make sure Y-A-W-H is the focus. If you think you can do this thing and make things hunky-dory with a rainbow, and paying Yaqua no never mind, you're going to take 10 steps up. But according to the Bible, you're going to take 20 back. You got that? Keep that in your mind. Now, where we're going with this, because, you know, um, I had a lot of calls on some things, but we just took notes on it. Now, in Baruch chapter 3, verse 10, listen good. Young Ryan, what does it say, Brother Titus? Let's read a little bit from Baruch 3, verse 10. Listen, listen to this. Now, Baruch was cleaned up in the 45th chapter of Jeremiah to mm-hmm. tell a story. Let's see what he says in Baruch 3, verse 10, and let's read a little bit. Come on. The book of Baruch, chapter 3, verse 10. Book of Ruth, chapter 3, verse 10 reads, How happened it, Israel, that you are in your enemy's land, that you are wild and old? Yeah, it's stubborn. Give, give me that verse again there, young lion. I mean, it's a question asked. It's a question asked here, young lion. You know, uh, kind of pause a little bit there, young lion, because I... Uh, it's something I'm trying to bring out. I don't know what it is, but I, I got to hear something to make it happen. He asked a question. Baruch is asking a question. He asked a question in 310 for the future Israelites. And what did he say again? In three verse the Baruch, 10. Chapter 3, verse 10. But the Baruch, chapter 3, verse 10 reads, How happened it, Israel, that you are in your enemy's land. He said, um, how did you get in your enemy's land, Israel? See that? He said, how did you get, well, how did you get in your enemy land? Oh, no, I'm not in my enemy's land. According to the Bible, you are. You are in your enemy's land according to the Bible in 310. And what do you say in 311? The Baruch, chapter 3, verse 11. That you are counted with them that go down into the grave. Read that again. But the Baruch, chapter 3, verse 11. That you are counted with them that go down into the grave. I, I didn't quite hear that, Baruch. Uh, Can you? We said verse 11. I, I didn't hear that. From Baruch, chapter 3, verse 11. Verse 11 reads, that you are counted with them 
that go down into the grave. He said, you, you, you are counted with them that go down to the grave. He said, you is accounted with them that's going down to the grave. Now, that's big. Now, let's precept that. You counted with them, but he said something. Hey, Sister Judas, he said something pertaining to that. He said, you counted with them going down to the grave. Well, he said, now, what, what is he talking about now? You're going to Isaiah 14. You're going to Isaiah 14, Sister Judas. Chapter 14. I'm going to pick it around by verse number. Isaiah 14. Pick it up at verse number. Pick it up at um, 17. Let's read down a little bit. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 17, coming down since Judas come on. Pick it up, Brother Titus. Yes, sir. The book of Isaiah. 14, chapter 14, verse 17. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 17. Read. That made the world as it wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof. They opened not the house of his prison. Verse 18. All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, every one in his own house. Verse 19. But that, but you are cast out of my grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit, as a carcass trodden on the feet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, no, but he says, but but thou art cast out of thy grave. He told me, he said, but you cast out of your grave. That's what he said. But you cast out of your grave like a bumble branch. And the remnant, the remnant of those that are slain. What are you talking about? Who's been cast out of their graves? What are you talking about here? See, the Bible has a double meaning to it. Who's been cast out of our graves? And he says in verse 20, I don't even take that verse 19 in a minute, that precept on 19, but what it says in verse 20? Isaiah chapter 14. Verse 20, that you, should, that you should not be joined with them and buried, because you have destroyed. He, he says, you would not be joined with them in what? In burial. In burial. He said, you're not going to be with them in burial. But come back and read this verse right here. I know this lesson is getting away from the best of us, but I'm hearing something. What is this verse number 19? What this verse right here mean? What do this verse right here mean in 19? Read again, young line, and we've got to get a precept on, on this verse. 
Isaiah chapter 14, verse 19. But you are cast out of your grave, out of your grave, like an abominable branch, and as the remnant, as the remnant of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stone of the pit, as their carcass trodden under feet. So who are you talking about? Who is this? Who been cast out of their grave? Huh? Who? Who does that have to do? Who have this happened to that we can read? What is he telling? See, remember, fears is talking. They can be talking past, present, or future. You have to have a discernment about what he's talking about. So who that we can read been cast out of their grave that we can read? That's what he's saying. Now, I know we're all over the place, but I know, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm trying to get a hold to what he's trying to tell you. Who helped those see out about what's the precept to that verse? Remember, every verse has a precept answer. Now, can anybody help those see out? What's the precept answer to that? I need a precept to that verse of death. And we'll have to see out. Third day of feast of unleavened bread. And I'm looking for a precept about who is he talking about is going to be cast out of their graves. And, and what message are you trying to bring to the table? Because I know we we on the rainbow. We try to let you know about the rainbow. And now, cast out of the graves. What, is we trying, what message is trying to be brought to the table? That's good, but that's not that's not number one. That's good. That's talking about a something pertaining to that, but not number one. So I don't know. I know it's a verse that tells us what we're talking about. So can I be, can anybody help me out? It's a verse that tells us about somebody to be cast out of a verse. I tell you what, read the next verse there, uh, Brother Titus. Read that next verse by cast out of the grave. Read the next verse. All right. We're going back to Isaiah chapter 14. 
Isaiah chapter 14. Back to Isaiah chapter 14. All right. Uh, Isaiah chapter 14, uh, verse 20. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 20. You should not be joined with them in burial, because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. The seed of evildoers should never be renowned. Renowned. Verse 21. Now, now you went back to the seed of evildoers. I mean, we're all over the place. I can't even do. I'm just going to hold this up for a minute. God, I see we all over the place. But uh, I see the message, but i got to write down a couple of verses down with this. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to pass over to the young lions, and, and y'all just take it in from there on the third day of the Feast of Love and Bread. I'm going to take me a little, little break for a minute. So whatever young live on, pick it up on the third day of the Feast. And we got Sister Judas there, young lion, Bob Titus, and Bob Micaiah. So I'm going to take a little, little break for a minute. And y'all take it from there on the third day of the Feast and, and see what y'all can come up with on whatever he put on y'all. So I'm going to pass over to y'all young lines. Y'all back on the clock. Come on. All right. All right. We're in the third day of the Feast. Uh, we live everywhere. Live on Power Talk. Y'all already know we live on Blog Talk on the third day of the Feast. Top part of the third day. We also live on Blog Talk, live on Power Talk. You can catch us on Facebook. Live at B-O-T-T-Y. Then you can also catch us on YouTube at B-O-T-T-Y Tribe, Y-H-D-H. We're going to uh, kick it off, Brother Titus and Sister Judith. We'll keep the ball game rolling. And that's uh, just some Luke chapter 12, verse 12 in for a minute. Titus is where T roar. Yes, sir. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit, to teach you at the same hour what you ought to say. We believe in that voice of the true Israel life, that the righteous spirit will teach you in that very same hour what you ought to say. And uh, while we're at it right now, uh, Sister Judah, uh, let me get to Matthew chapter 10, verse 19, see how this righteous spirit get a precept to that. Verse 19 reads, but when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. Hallelujah. Well. All right. So in that very same hour, the righteous spirit will give you what you are to speak. So let's see. Uh, let's see if we got the ball game rolling. And let's go and find out what a little bit was going on about this speech day and what we should be doing. Uh, Brother Titus Israel C. Roy, Travis Yadadu. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23. Let's pick it up at verse 1, verse 2, and verse number 3. Yes, sir. We're going to the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus. 
of the heavenly tablet. We go to chapter 23, verse 1 through 3. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1 reads, And Yahweh speaking to Moses, saying, Verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concern the peace of Yahweh, unto the children of Israel. Okay. And say unto them, concerning the feast of Yahweh, which you should proclaim to be righteous gathering, even these are my feasts. Verse 3. Six days should work be done, but on the seventh mm-hmm. day is the Sabbath of rest, a righteous gathering. You should do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of Yahweh and all your dwellings. Hallelujah. Yahweh. So... What he's saying in verse number four. Verse four. And he speaks to the children of Israel concerning the feast of Yahweh, and uh, we got to proclaim these feasts to be a righteous gathering. So let's see what he said in verse number four. Leviticus chapter twenty-three, verse four reads: These are read? the feasts. These are the feasts of Yahweh, even righteous gathering. Which you should proclaim in their season. When they got to be done? Righteous gathering. And, and, and you got to have a righteous gathering. But when they have to be done, Brother Titus? Which you should proclaim in their season. Feasts have to be done. They have to be done in their seasons, right? So let's see, uh, what, let's see what season we're in right now. Let's go, let's drop down and read uh, verse number six. Matter of fact, before we do that, before we do that, Brother Titus, let's go to, uh, let's see, Sister Judah. Let's find out where we at right now, what month we in, so we can get an understanding of the nationality, so we can understand about this feast. And what month we in, and this feast that we're doing right now. And they can understand what month we in, and then they can catch on to the date that we on about this feast. Okay, so let's go to uh, let's go back a little bit. Let's go to Exodus chapter twelve. Verse number, verse four. Exodus chapter twelve, verse four. That's right. I mean, no, no. Exodus chapter Exodus twelve, chapter verse two. Exodus chapter twelve, verse two reads. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron in that in the, in the land of Egypt, saying, Verse two, this month shall be shall be unto you the beginning of month. It shall be the mm-hmm. first month of the year to you. So this so he said, Yahweh spoken to Moses and Aaron the seer in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of month. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So we're in the first month and the beginning of the year for the children of Israel because Yahweh said that's when it starts. Uh, but let's find out. Let's put a name on this month so we can know the name of our month when we do our feast. And let's go, and John. Let's read that. And now I want you to pick it up in verse number one and then read me verse number four. <laughs> Exodus 13, verse 1, verse 4. Exodus chapter 13, verse 1 and 4. 
Verse 1 reads, And the Yahuwah spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 4, This this day came to you out the month in the month of Abib. The month of who? Abib. This is the month of Abib, which is a which is today that Esau and his five sons, they want to use the word called April. April. That's the word used. They use April, but Yahweh said for us, the children of Israel, this is the month of Abib for the children of Israel. Let's drop down and read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 16. I want you to pick it up at verse number uh, one. Yahweh. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1. That's right. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1 reads, Azur is the month of Abib, and keeps the Passover unto the Yaqua, thy Yaqua, for in the month of Abib, the Yaqua, thy Yaqua, bought the fourth out of Egypt by night. And the month of who? Abib. The month of Abib. We're we right now in the month of Abib, and um, what we're doing right now is the month of Abib that we can read um, on this third day of the feast. And we in an 11, We are in 11 bread right now. And um, let's see what Yahweh had to say in verse number three. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse three reads, Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. For how long? Seven days. Continue to read. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 3 reads, Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shalt thou you eat unleavened bread. There was even the bread of affliction. Mm-hmm. For thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt in haste. Mm-hmm. That, that you may remember the day when you came forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of your life. So you got to mm-hmm. make sure you it's, you make sure you don't eat no unleavened bread. Make no sure you don't eat no unleavened bread. And also, when no, you no bring this, you also have something Yahweh wants you to have in your mind. He wants you to do what again, Sister Judah, that we can read in verse number three? Read it one more time for the national artists so they can understand. While we not eating this unleavened bread, what should we be remembered? Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 3 reads, You shall eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Therewith, even the bread of affliction. For, mm-hmm. you, came, for you came forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that you may remember the day when you came forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of your life. So you got to remember these days that we came from out of the land of affliction, the mm-hmm. land of bondage, Egypt, and it's the bread of affliction. <laughs> he he, he wants us to remember that we came out in hate. 
we ain't had time to be uh, 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 trying to get some more um, some yeast and some 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 leaven up in there and and raise no bread up. We had to we left that land in a hurry. That's why he wanted to remember these days. Why we keeping this seat? Let's go back. Oh, let's go back to the uh, Exodus right real one more time, and let's let's read a little bit of that. So we can bring sure we remember what Yahweh said and what he done for us. So let's go back to the book of Exodus and we we read chapter uh twelve, right? <clears throat> let's go read verse number let's go back to chapter let's go read eleven, chapter eleven. Brother Titus. Uh, Exodus chapter eleven. We're going to the book of Exodus chapter one. I write the book of Exodus. Chapter 11, verse 1. The book of Exodus, chapter 11, verse 1. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go hence. When he shall let you go, he shall utterly thrust, thrust you out hence altogether. Continue read. All right, verse 2. Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow his neighbor, and every woman of her neighbor, jewels of silver and jewels of gold. Verse 3. And Yahweh gave the people favor in the sight of the miserabites. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. Verse 4. And Moses said, Thus said Yahweh, about midnight will I go out of the midst of Egypt. Will I go out unto the midst of Egypt? Verse 5. And all the firstborn of the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even to the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts. Verse 6. Verse 7. I skip down verse 7. Exodus chapter 11, verse 7. But any of the children of Israel should not a dog move his tongue against man nor beast, that you may know how the Yahweh do put a difference between the Egyptians, the Mizumites, and Israel. So Yahweh said that... Uh... Should not a dog move his tongue. Them Egyptians call them dogs. They better not move their tongue against the children of Israel because there's a difference between us and them. But he also, I want to make a statement. Let's, let's, let's drop down and let's read a little bit more now. And uh, let's drop down to chapter 12, Brother Titus. And let's uh, read, pick it up at verse number one now. I'll be going to the second book. Of Moses, the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2, This month should be unto you. The beginning of the month, it should be the first month of the year to you. Drop down, read. Let's drop down now, and let's read verse number 13. Book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 13 reads, 
And the blood should be to you for a token upon the house where you are. When I see the blood, I want to I'm sorry, over. Brother Tyler. Brother Tyler, back up, back up with one more verse. Back up two verses. Give me started. Verse number 11. Exodus chapter 12, verse 11. Yeah, that's right. And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You should eat it in haste. How you should eat it? In haste. You got to eat this in haste. What is it called? That? And this one, when, you, when they was doing that, what was it? Haste. And, and, and continue to read. It is Yahweh's Passover. So we done the Passover. But during the course of this time, Yahweh was in the children of Israel. Listen here. You got to be ready to go. Because you could eat this food in haste. Ain't going to be time to put no leaven in no food or nothing like that. So make that bread dropping on up in there. And you got time to be sitting there waiting on to be rising. Eat that food in haste. Put your shoes on. Put your staff in your hand. Because once you get done doing this, what did he say in verse number 12? Verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. Uh-huh. It was, it was my all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against mm-hmm. all the all the false Yahweh's of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am Yahweh. Now, now, now what did he say in verse number uh, 15? Matter of fact, read verse 14 first. Read verse 14 first. Exodus chapter 12, verse 14 reads, And this day should be unto you for a memorial. You should keep it a feast unto Yahweh throughout your generation. You should keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. That's what we're doing right now. We're keeping the feast by its ordinance. And we also, we already know we're doing it to this day's time. This is our generation. So we know this thing going to last forever. But what did he say in verse number 15? 15 reads, Seven days should you eat leaven bread. Even the first day should you put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leaven, leaven bread from the first day until eat, until the seventh day, that soul should be cut off. From Israel. Did read. 16. In the first day, there should be a righteous gathering. And on the seventh day, there should be a righteous gathering. To you, no matter what should be done and death, say that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. 17. 17. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread for this same day, for I brought your army out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, should you observe this day in your generation by the ordinance forever. Verse so 18. we got to do, do this by the ordinances forever, according to where Yahweh had laid it down, right? But let's yes, see sir. how what happened after we got done. Uh, remember, we had our staff in our hands. We had mm-hmm. our shoes on our feet. And we was ready to roll when Yahweh uh, uh, was getting ready to smite the children of, uh, of Ham. The mes- mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mezzarine, the Egyptians. But uh, 
what happened in verse? Now, we're going to drop down because I want to pull out. And we know y'all are going to do some smiting and kicking some tails with the children of uh, Ham, right? But let's see what happened in verse number, uh, give me verse 33. I mean, matter of fact, yeah, yeah, give me verse number 33, and let's pick it up right there. Exodus chapter 12, verse 33 reads, And the Egyptians, the Mizraimites, are urging upon the people that they might send them mm-hmm. out of the land in haste. For they said, in what way? Wait, in what they way they left? I'll have to tell you to read. For they said, we be all dead men. <laughs> verse 34. 34, and the people took their dough. Before they took their what? Leaded. They took their dough. Uh-huh. Before it was leavened. Before it was leavened. Yes. They needed trials, being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. So they had time to make no, uh, no uh, leavened bread because they had to get out of that land in hate. They was already ready for the battle. Yaqua had told him. He had told me, he said, it here. I want you to, in verse, remember, we read in verse number uh, 11. He says, and thus shall you eat it up with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and, what did he say, and your staff in your hand, and you should eat it in hate. That's in the Yaqua's Passover. Now they got done, now we got done with the Passover. Now Yaqua done kicked some butt. And he'll smoke the Egyptians. They just said that get them up out of here in haste, right? But then when you drop down and you read as they was trying to have get the children of Israel out of there in haste because they knew they always gonna be dead men. They said some again in that next verse one more time. Read verse thirty four, and we're gonna read all the way down to verse number uh thirty nine. Matter of fact, we're gonna read this all the way down to forty two because we're gonna see remember, we gotta remember why we doing this thing. So right now, let's bring this back to our remembrance Yahweh has commanded us to do owning the feast of unleavened bread. So let's remember what Yahweh has done for us right now. What did he say we had to do in verse, pick it back up at verse 34 and read down to verse 42, uh, Brother Titus Israel, see you, Roy. The book Exodus chapter 12, we're going to pick up verse 34 down to verse 42. Exodus chapter 12, verse 34. And the people took their dough before it was leavened. Their kneading trough being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. Verse 35. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed the Mitchellites, the Egyptians, jewels of silver, and jewels of gold, and raiment. Verse 36. And Yahweh gave the people favor in the sight of the Mitchellites, so that they lent unto them. Such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians, the Hamites, Mizramites. Verse 37. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sakkah, about 600,000 on foot. There were men beside children. Verse 38. And a mixed multitude went up also with them. And flocks and herbs, even very much cattle. Verse 
Now, 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 I want to say something about this mixed multitude, uh, Sister Judah, and let's get a little idea about. Now, now, remember this mixed multitude went out with them, right? And let's see. Now, let's now everybody look at that mixed multitude, and they want to add this mixed multitude in account, right? But let's see what happens when you got a mixed multitude around you, and how they and call what they do when you with the children of Israel. What this mixed multitude do in Numbers chapter 11? And let's pick it up at verse number. Uh, let's pick it up at verse number one. Sister Judith, we're going to read Numbers chapter 11, verse number one. And then we're going to uh, read verse number four and five. Numbers chapter 11, verses 1, verse 4, verse 5. Verse That's right. Verse 1 reads, And when the people complained, it displeased the Yahweh, and the Yahweh heard it. And his, mm-hmm. anger, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Yahweh burnt among them, and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Verse mm-hmm. 4 <clears throat> And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again, and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Verse 5 read, We remember the fish, which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers, and the melon, and the leeks, and the onions, and the Got it. Now, 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 you see what happened when you got a mixed multitude around you, children of Israel. When you got mm-hmm. a mixed multitude around you, you see how they cause you to uh, displease the Yo Yahweh. See, the mixed multitude at this point in time that left out with the children of Israel, they fell in lust. And they also, they started uh, 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 causing the children of Israel to Wine like they was whining, and, and they got to uh, doing a verse number six. What verse number six started doing that the mixed multitude got in the children of Israel here? And, uh, what happened in verse number six, Sister Judah? Numbers chapter 11, verse six reads, But now our soul is dry away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. Now, now they get to complaining. Now they're complaining to Moses. This mixed multitude that left out with the children of Israel, they ain't mean them no good. Yahweh said something, uh, Brother Titus, that we can read in Numbers 15, verse 15 and verse 16. What did he say in verse 15, 15 and 16? And then Sister Judah, you will go back and you go, matter of fact, Sister Judah, if you give me that number 15, 15 to 16, and then Brother Titus, since you're already in there, Give me that, come, drop down and read me that Exodus chapter uh, 12, verse number 49. All right, the book of Exodus. No, no, after Sister Judah, give me that 15, 15 to 16. Number, or that number. Number chapter 15, verse 15 to 16. Verse 15 That's right. Reads, One ordinance shall be both for you of the congregation. And also for the stranger that. That's the stranger that sojourneth with you. Sojourneth with you. An ordinance forever in your generations. 
as you are, so shall the stranger be before the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. One law and one manner shall be for you and for the stranger that sojourneth with you. So the children of Israel, when this mixed multitude that left out with them, you know, as we went on a journey alone, we see that they caused the children of Israel to start doing some complaining to Moses about what they used to have and what they wasn't satisfied with when they was eating. So this mixed multitude was the judges. Let's see if we can pull out the judges, Brother Titus. Rainbow Coalition. Now, hallelujah. Well, this, 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 what are you saying, Judges, Brother Titus, chapter 2? And let's pick it up at verse number 1, 2, and verse number 3. Oh, this y'all is what this makes when you, when you, when you, like, like you said, what was that again? It said Rainbow Coalition? Yep. That's Rainbow what it is. Coalition. I'm just trying to get with a Rainbow Coalition. That's the end of all this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. What do you say, Brother Ty? We're going to the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. The book That's of right. Judges, chapter 2, verse 1 read. And the angel of Yahweh came up from Gilgal to Boshir and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt. I brought you unto a land which I swear to your father. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Verse 2. You should make no league with the inhabitants of this land. That's not right there. Now, Yahweh had let the children of Israel know when he brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, it don't make no league with them mixed multitudes. You don't make no leagues with the mixed multitude because they're going to have you doing, like you say, the rainbow coalition. Everything goes bad for you. You see what happened? They got to complain to the most. The same mixed multitude when we was getting ready to leave up out of the land of Egypt. These are the same ones that was over there, and, they, and people, the children of Israel, start lusting after their desires of the other nations and cause Jacques to destroy them. Let's go back and let's finish reading that up again. He said, make no leaves until Sister Judah. Have me, uh, I want, give me uh, Deuteronomy 32, verse 8, please. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 8, how that way, you know me. And Brother Titus, I haven't forgot about you in Exodus chapter 12, verse 49. Now, let's see what he says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 8, uh, Sister Judas, after Brother Titus get down reading uh, what he's reading right now in Judges. Yes, sir. I'm back to Judges chapter 2. I'm in the middle of verse 2. Okay. You should throw down their altars. You should throw down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Verse 3, wherefore, I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they should be as storms in your side. So this mixed multitude that was uh, 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 with us, is uh, they were storms to our side. Mm-hmm. That's what they were. Brother Titus, give me the precepts uh, to 1 Kings 8.53. All right, we're going to 1 Kings. 853. Mm-hmm. Well, the book of we, we never make leads with them, with the other nations. 
We don't make no leads with them because Jacques said so it's you out of strangers she'll be. That's right. It ain't gonna work no other way. If you try to make it to work some other way, then they gonna be thorns to your sides and you're gonna start false serving they false, Jacques. Yeah. Now what he said in first Kings chapter eight, verse fifty three. First Kings chapter eight, verse fifty three. But you did separate them from among all people of the earth to be your inheritance, as you spake it. By the hand of Moses, your servant, which you brought our fathers out of Egypt, O Yahweh. <laughs> so it's a separation thing going on with the children of Israel. You come down to Yahweh's word and his way, they got to follow up. It's a separation. They got to follow up. It's separation. That's right. Then we're going to follow the gate way and get had every time. Mm-hmm. Going to the book of Exodus, chapter 33, and we're about to pick it up at verse number 16. Mm-hmm. The book of Exodus, chapter 33, picking up at verse 16, verse 16 reads, For wherein shall it be known here, and your people have found grace in your sight? Uh-huh. Is it not in that thou, is it not in that thou goest with us? Yeah. So shall we be separated. I and your people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. All the way you will be Yahweh's people, you got to do what again? Be separated from them because their ways is not Yahweh's way. It might look uh-huh. good and all the things we get into the world, but their ways going to remove you far from Yahweh's way. They ways gonna be Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, eat at the same table. All that is contrary to Yahweh's word. So anytime you tie in with the other nations, well, the, the fact of the matter is, they is not gonna follow according to the Bible. Now, as long as they follow you according to the Bible, that's okay with the other nations. If the other nations trying to have a board and a strategize with you according to the Bible, it's a no-no. You are separate people. You're supposed to move on Yahweh's laws, statutes, and commandments. Because the world runs on Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, which is a no-no to Yahweh. That's your young life. Hallelujah. And now that brings us over to you, Sister Judith Israel C. Roy Travis, Yadad Judah, wife of Brother Titus Israel. What we got going on in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 8? What do you say there? Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8 reads, When the Most High divided the two the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set bonds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. So this thing, he separated 
the, uh, 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 what do you say, separated the sons of Adam, but he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Now, what's the bounds that we can read that you're going to, Brother Titus? What, 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 what I want to point out here is that he said something to us in the book of Exodus chapter uh, 12, verse number 49. What do you say, Exodus chapter 12, verse 49, Brother Titus Israel, please roar. I'll be going back to the second book of Moses, the second book of the Heavenly Tablets, the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 49, read. One law should be to him that is hornborn, and unto the stranger that should join in among you. So the law got to be according to, to who? They gave it to who? One law. Matter of fact, uh -huh. one law to what? To be to him that is homeborn. And in what? And unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. So the law that the children of Israel have is the law that the stranger is supposed to keep according to the, what the children, the law that was given to the children of Israel. Not according to what they come up with. That's not how this thing goes. So when we was reading in verse 37, I just want to point me verse 38 about that mixed multitude. You can see how the children of Israel can fall victim when we uh, don't separate ourselves from these other nations. Let's pick it back up at verse 38. Read that one more time, and then we're going to finish uh, getting a remembrance of uh, what this day is all about. Pick it back up at verse 38 in Exodus, chapter 12, verse 38. The book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 38. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and the flocks and herbs, even very much cattle. Mm -hmm. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough. They baked what? Unleavened cakes. So they of baked the dough. some unleavened cakes. Remember, in verse 34, they was needing the traps. You see what's going on? Mm -hmm. They was needing the traps. And uh, 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 and they carried the dough. They in, in eleven. They put the dough before it was eleven. Uh, uh, in there and they needed the trout. So they rolled the dough up and got ready to get to rolling. Now they now it's happening to get ready to get to rolling. They hurry up and, and made this food in haste. They ain't no time be putting trying to be all fancy and putting no uh putting no old baking soda, baking powder, whatever that stuff they is to make it rise. Uh, 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 and no yeast all up in there. To make it look all fluffy. I ain't got time for all that. What did he say they did again, Brother Titus, in verse 30, 39? Exodus chapter 12, verse 39. Read. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough, which they brought forth out of Egypt. For it was not leavened. Because it was they, not leavened. That's right. It was not leavened. Because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not tarry. Neither have they prepared for themselves any victuals. So any victuals they ain't prepared except for no food. You see what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't had time for all that. So what they did was, y'all, why had them make some unleavened bread? Because they had to hear up and get up out of there in haste. This wasn't no time to be waiting around. Y'all, why I just came and took care of some business. Now get up out of there. Right. What do I have to read? Finish reading, uh, finish reading the link at verse number uh, 40. 
Alright, verse 40. Exodus chapter 12, verse 40. Now the sojourners of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was 430 years. Okay, now, now, now let's 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 touch a little bit on that real quick because uh remember, people go look at this, you know what I'm saying? They they gonna say, Oh, isn't it for four hundred and, and thirty years? All right, well sometimes we gotta help our Bible out. Well, let me just talk a piece about you before you get on that. Okay. Um yes, sir. let's come right back to the book of Exodus chapter Twelve, verse one and fifteen. Yes, sir. We're going back to the book of Exodus, chapter twelve, picking up at verse one and verse fifteen. Mm-hmm. Verse one reads, "And the Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron the seer in the land of Egypt, saying, mm-hmm. Verse fifteen: Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Yeah. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your house." Good. Well, who's good? Mm-hmm. Good. So he tell you, you got to put the leaven away out of your house. Continue. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. He give you the first day to the seventh day. That's why you can't follow the stranger because the, because right now on a day that he got blessed. Chapter 6, 
Book of First Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 19 and verse 20. Verse 19 reads, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, righteous spirit, which is in you, which you have of Yahweh, and you are not your own? Verse 20, For you are bought with a price, therefore Glorify, honor Yahweh in your body and in your spirit, which are Yahweh's. Honor Yahweh in your body. You saying don't put no leaven in your body from the 14th day until the 21st day. But right now, if you're on this, on this great day that will happen, and you ignore this, that means you violate what Yahweh said because the stranger or Christianity don't don't apply for nothing. They don't do this anyway. They don't do unleavened bread. They do Easter. Mm-hmm. They don't do Passover or unleavened bread. Mm-hmm. They do Easter. I mean, generations of preachers, the grandfather, the father, and the son, a generation of Christian pastors that not going to do this at all so they're going to play the Bible no never mind because Christianity is saying once you complete Easter you can go back to doing anything you're doing they will ignore our living bread so now when it's all said and done in Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 5 and 33 down verse 37 this is what he's saying but read verse 4 just to make it sound good verse 4 Ezekiel 20 Verse 4 and 5. What say that, young man? All right. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 20. Verse 4 and verse 5 and 30. What was it, 31? 33 out of 37. 33 out of 37. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 20. Verse 4 reads, Will you judge them, son of man? Well, will you judge them? Cause them to know the abominations of their fathers. Verse 5. Verse 5. See? Mm-hmm. So, the fear of job is, I know you don't get no pats on the back. Mm-hmm. Now, there you go. You could have messed up something that's good. Mm-hmm. Now, we just um, done something real big in the city, and now we want to celebrate. But, yeah, that means you're going to celebrate without the Bible. That means regardless if your father was a pastor, your grandfather was a pastor, and you is a pastor. But you're going to violate everything in this Bible for the world, and you're not going to see what the Bible says on the 14th day to the 21st day. We ain't going to call you out, but you know who you are, and those that know who, who you are don't violate the Bible for whatever righteous it is, that if it's Christianity, is totally wrong. Easter is pagan from the jump. It was Passover, unleavened bread for seven days. You must eat unleavened bread and don't put no leaven in your body. Okay, good. Because when it's all, and, and the seer's job in 20 verse 4, it is to remind you of it 
But I know you pay the seal, don't never mind. But the seal had to take that message to who in verse 5. The book of Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 5 reads, And saith to them, Thus saith the Yahweh, Yahweh, In the day when I chose Israel, and lift up my hand unto the seed of the family of Israel, and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt, when I lift up my hand unto them, saying, I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh. Verse number 33. Mm-hmm. 33. As I lifted Yahweh, Yahweh, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm, and with fury poured out, will I rule over you. 34. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein you are scattered with a mighty hand. And with a stretched out arm. I'm going to bring you out from the rainbow coalition. I'm going to bring you out, children of Israel. So you got to understand something. You will be, if you're going to be in that number, you will be brought out from all of the other people sooner or later. Because... The other peoples cannot lead you. You must lead them. Mm-hmm. And you not lead them by violating the unleavened bread feast from the 14th day to the 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know ain't no stranger in the Rainbow Coalition going to tell you, well, we're going to celebrate this great victory we just had, but we're not going to have no leather. We're not going to violate the Bible to celebrate this great victory we just come up with. But the stranger going to have you to violate this, but that's by the working of Satan. Because Satan knows these these days is what you're supposed to remember. The 14th to the 20th, 1st, where you don't put no leaven in your bread. Now, all the restaurants is excited about you winning what you just got to want. But you won, and you and everybody will be celebrating. Everybody cooking up everything. I mean, lemon is everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But remember, you just violated the Bible. So the seal job is changed. You just violated the Bible. Continue read. And with fury poured out, will I rule over you? Verse thirty-four. I will bring you out from the people, and will gather you out of the countries. Wherein you were scattered in a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. Yes. 35. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the people. And there will I plead with you face to face. 36. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt. So would I plead with you, said the Yahweh. Verse 37. And I will cause you to pass under the rod. And I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. The bond of the covenant. Go ahead and keep reading. Now listen real good. He's saying that. Read a little bit more. 38. And I will purge out from among you the rebels. All the rebels. All the ones that want to violate the Bible. And because the victory was nice and sweet. But we're going to violate the Bible on this victory. We just got to win it. Go ahead. 
and them that trespass against me. When you violate the Almighty feast days, the way he told you to do it, he never told you about no Easter. He told you about unleavened bread for seven days. Don't put no leaven in your body from the 14th day to the 21st day, right? But guess what you're doing right now? You eat all the leaven that you can find your mouth on, so that means you're going to violate the Bible rules of the Bible because of the great victory. Faith is in the great victory being the truth. But don't violate the Bible to show your loyalty because when you show your loyalty by violating the Bible, you fall into the hands of Satan, not the hand of Yahweh. Because sooner or later he's going to wake you up and bring you from the people's in the way it goes. Great. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. See, what you try to get back to where you came from is the land of Israel. But you're not going to get back to the land of Israel with the rainbow coalition mindset. That's right. You got to check with the Bible. See, it's what you're doing. You would please your mighty one. Because when you fight one, um, Brother Titus, it tells you you got to do what in First John 3, 22. This is how you please your mighty one. Brother Titus, First John 3, 22 says what? Now we go up to the First John in the back of the book, chapter 3, verse 22. First John, chapter 3, verse 22 reads, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. What pleases him is keeping the law. We're not keeping the law, although we physically got a great worldly blessing, victory. And we celebrate, I hear horns blowing, we celebrate real big. Well, remember one thing. You just violated the Bible, although your father was a preacher, your grandfather was a preacher, and you're a preacher, your wife is a preacher, Mm -hmm. okay, but according to the Bible, you're out of order on everything that the Bible tells you not to do, you're doing it. And I see all the happiness, I see all the love and happiness. But the seer's got to tell you what the Bible says. So make sure you, you're happy in Yahweh, not into the world, because the world going to pass away. Good? Got it? Good. Now, and we read Isaiah 14, verse 19. Now I want to look at it one more time and what do this mean? 14, verse 19. Isaiah 14, verse 19. Read that again, that young line. Um, 14, 19. All right. We're coming back over to the book of Isaiah, the seer. We're going to read verse chapter. We'll read chapter 14. Verse 19. And we want verse number 19. The book of Isaiah, the seer. Chapter 14, verse 19, read. But you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, 
and as the remnant of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down into the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden underfoot. You see, you've been cast, you've been cast out of your grave, and that's why we don't know who we are. Now, precept that, uh, Brother Titus, let's go to Jeremiah, people eight verse one. Let's find out who have been cast out of their graves. You've been cast out of your graves, and that's why you can't pick out. Why you why why you can't find nobody look like you in ancient days? Can you now? You've been cast out of your grace. Jeremiah chapter eight verse one. The book of Jeremiah, Messiah chapter eight, verse one. Verse one reads: At that time said Yahweh, they shall bring out of the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of his princes and the bones of his priests, and the bones of his seers, and the bones of the habitants of Yadah Judah out of their grave. <laughs> so you see, so you see, when the archaeologists go with that long word, these grave diggers, what they have did, they are picking you out of your grave. And what happened next? See, that's the reason right now you can't figure out who nobody is now because you've been taken out of your grave. That's what they call them. They call them archaeologists, but they really grave there. They'll find you in the ground, mm-hmm. all the dignitaries, and they'll kick you out of the ground and do what with you? Come on, read another verse. Isaiah chapter, Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 2. And they should spread them before the sun. And the moon, and all the hosts of heaven, whom they have loved, whom they have served, and after whom they have walked, and whom they have sought, whom they have worshipped, they should not be so, gathered. And they not be gathered. See, they're, they're taking you all your big uh, princes, kings, they taking you out of the ground, and... Mm-hmm. Unwrap your wrappings uh, on you. Let the sun hit your bones until it hits you where it'd be no trace of what you look like anymore. You'd be a skeleton. Right. And they can put anybody more in the ground and say that, that, that this person right here was pale and red because you've been taken out of the ground. Mm-hmm. See, that was the opposite out to do. That's the party metal change. When they find a discovery, they, and, they, and they know it's you, now, you are thousand millions, but every time they can't find none of your thousand million graves that they will come report on. Now, though they have found many of your graves, but they take you out of the grave and open up your um, your wrappings, and if the sun hits your body and then makes you know all your mail and everything, burning, then you'd be looking like a... a Right, right. Uh, 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 we call things uh, a skeleton. Dinosaur, skeleton. Yeah, so you be like a skeleton. Because they'll unwrap you, and now they, can, now they can tell you that the picture you look on the wall, that you, that that the preacher today, father and grandfather, they can, they can always remember that white man and that white woman, see? That rainbow coalition. 
See? So now, come on back and read one more verse. In the 20, 20 and 21 of Brother Micaiah, 14, 20. See, somebody got to tell you the truth for the matter. Mm-hmm. I feel you're happy, you're celebrating real good of the victory, but you violate everything in the Bible, and the seal's job is to tell you. And, and you know, the conversation is you, you're great um, for education, but what kind of education are you going to give them? <laughs> what kind of education are you going to give them? Same old Christianity that we're going to make all one but one with their rules, not one by the Bible rules. So somebody got to tell you that. That's why he told Solomon in 20 verse 4, Solomon go tell the children of Israel, you're out of order. I don't care how good the victory look right now, the victory is contrary to Yahweh that is not pleasing him because all his laws was violated in the victory. Because the Rainbow Coalition is half of your administration is the Rainbow Coalition. You got to make a Bible decision. So now, if you're wise, you'll get in contact with the proper Bible standards and set the program up right. But what will happen, all your rainbows going to back away from you then. You know why? Because you're doing the Bible way. See? So all this great talk of how it's going to be. But what about the Bible? So you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So don't get too happy with what will happen because everything that happens is good for the world, but it's contrary to the Bible. And you know plainly what I'm talking about. Yell you. <laughs> All right. So now we read verse, um, we read what? The book of Isaiah, chapter 14. We read 19, give me 20 and 21. This is good, verse 20 and 21. And remember what's said in Jeremiah 8, verse 1 and 2. What it says that we can read. The book of Isaiah, verse, yeah. chapter 20 14, verse 20 and verse 21. Verse 20 reads, Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. He said the seed of evildoers will never be renowned. See, the, the evildoers is never going to ask you, well, what do the Bible say after we got this great big victory? Huh? You never ask that. You ask what Christianity says. Christianity said, let's celebrate. Let's make all the restaurants be open up a little bit longer so we can run around and, and go on to celebrate. Mm-hmm. But you celebrate violating the children of Israel, the Leviticus telling you eat unleavened bread from the 14th day to the 20, from the 15th day, 14th day to the 21st day. You eat unleavened bread. You don't put no leaven in your in your body. Mm-hmm. So now you eat all of the leaven you get your hand on. Everybody bet you cakes, pies, and everything. You got the the brother very happy, although he a preacher, his daddy a preacher. It's granddad of a preacher. But you're violating the Bible. The seal job is to tell you 
John of Man in 20 verse 4 showed the children of Israel their abomination. And that's what I'm saying right now. Continue reading that I can get them back on the sideline. Go ahead. Oh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verse 21. This is good. This is good at this. 21 reads. Prepare slaughter for his children. Prepare slaughter for his children. For the sin of their father. For the sin mm-hmm. of their father. So children are going to pay for what their father did. The fathers have lied to you, got you from the Christianity, got you not as be all one, one way, but they way. Not your way, but they way. Mm-hmm. This land is about fathers and bloodshed. You kill people to get this land. That's right. When you that you are the order. Mm-hmm. The sin of their fathers that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with sin. The sons and daughters is going to pay for the violence of their forefathers, how they murdered and slaughtered the children of Israel. The ten northern tribes already here. Violated them with small pox blankets and everything else. They're mm-hmm. going to tell you to forget about all that. How you forget about something that's on the books? You receive this land by violence and bloodshed. Hallelujah. You cannot follow them. They got to follow you. Mm-hmm. Remember the young lion reading? Number 15, 15, 16, and 29. You got to follow the that have been accomplished. But eleven bread will be celebrated from the 15th day to the 21st day. And I bet you 100% that of the celebration we're doing right today, it's got all kind of eleven in it that violating the Bible. But please say the devil as we see. And you know exactly who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. Back to the young line. All right. Hallelujah. Yeah, All right. Let's go back over here and let's pick it back up in that uh Can we finish that Exodus out? No, sir. I was holding Exodus uh chapter twelve, I believe. I was holding Exodus chapter twelve. Let me go back there. Exodus chapter 12. Okay. I was holding Exodus chapter 12. I left, I believe I'm at, uh, at uh, verse 41 now. I'm at Exodus chapter 12, verse 41. All right, all right. All right. We, can, uh, we can just hold off there. You want to get a couple of men before we get ready to shut down, Brother Tyler? I'm going to hand it over to you yes, as you sir. get your few of men. Got a few minutes left to get you time yes, in sir. on this teaching. I'm going to have a bread, Brother Titus. Yes, sir. All right. All right, uh, Sister Judith, real quick. Uh, we are reading the book of Exodus, right? So we're going here. Make that... Uh, Make that Deuteronomy chapter 16. Go make that Deuteronomy chapter 16. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. 
Deuteronomy chapter 16. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 16. We're going to pick up at uh, verse 3 and 4. And we're going to skip down uh, verse 8. Verse 8, Deuteronomy chapter 16. Verse 1 through 3. Verse 4. And... Verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1 to 4, and verse 8. Verse 1 reads, Observe the month of Abib, and keep the Passover unto the Yahweh, thy Yahweh. For in the month of Abib, the Yahweh, thy Yahweh, brought forth, brought thee forth out of, out of Egypt by night. Verse 2 reads, Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Yahweh. Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the feast unto Yahweh. In this case, yeah, go ahead. Of the flock and the herd. In the place which the Yahweh shall choose to place his name there. So Yahweh's name got to be there. If Yahweh's name is there, there ain't nothing going on. There's no feast going on. His name got to be there. And I know his name is that. It's V-O-T-T-Y. Voice of the true Israelite. Hallelujah. Count one. Count one. Hallelujah. All right. Count two, three, four, five, six, six, two. Count all the six in order counts of D-O-T-T-Y. Hallelujah. Verse three reads, Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shall... No, no, no. Read that very carefully. Read that very... No, no. Shall eat no leavened bread. Okay, no leavened bread. Go ahead. No, with it, seven days shall thou eat unleavened bread. Therewith, even the bread of affliction, for thou came forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that thou may remember the day when thou came forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of your life. Why you should not eat no leavened bread? No leavened bread. Anything that right, you should not eat no leavened bread. None with yeast in it. It caused something to rise with it. So seven days, they tell you seven days you should eat unleavened bread. So they, you got to eat it seven days, even the bread of affliction. That you came, that you came forth out of the land of Egypt. So you got to eat this unleavened bread seven yo, days yo, yo. in haste. Haste, that means in a hurry. When you say haste, that means in a hurry. Okay. And there shall be no leavened bread seen with you in all your coast seven days. Okay, let me expound that. It said there should be no leavened bread seen in you. What that mean by seen in you? Okay, Sister Judith, we're going to break this down. Sister Judith, give me Jimmy John. Give me John chapter 2, verse 21. What do you mean showing 11 bread should be seen in you? What is that talking about? Give me John chapter 2, verse 21. John chapter 2, verse 21 reads, but he spake of the temple of his body. So it should be seen, so no 11 so no bread should be seen in your in your temple, your body. Now, precept that to um, 
Now, precept that to Second Corinthians real quick, chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. Now, we precept of John twenty two twenty one, right? Here go another uh, precept of that. Okay, let me check there. If it's not Second Corinthians, then make that uh, First Corinthians. Make that First Corinthians, chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. Make that First Corinthians, chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. First Corinthians, chapter six, verse nineteen and verse First twenty. First Corinthians, chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. Verse nineteen reads, "What you know not that your body is a temple of of the righteous spirit." which is in you, which you have of Yahweh, and you are not your own. Verse 20 is, for you are brought with a price, with a price, therefore glorify, glorify Yahweh in your body and in your spirit, which are Yahweh. Well, we're talking about this, yeah. this temple, your body. So the same, can I be seen in your body, your temple? That's what I mean by that that verse. Okay, back to where you was at. We was at Deuteronomy 16. Verse 4. Uh-huh. Deuteronomy 16, verse 4. And there shall be no leavened bread seen with you in all thy coast seven days. Neither shall there any things of the flesh which thou sacrifice the first day at even. Remain all night until the morning. Remain all night until the morning, that evening. Okay. All right, Sister Judy, this is real. Okay. You said that um, flesh would you sacrifice first that, okay. All right. At evening. Okay, what's the definition of at evening, Sister Judy? At evening. You're already there. Let's go. Give me, give me that verse 6 real quick. You could have found a definition of what even what that means. Or uh, give me the middle of verse middle of verse six. Start with what it says at it. You finna get the definition of what evening is. Deuteronomy chapter sixteen verse six reads. At evening the going down of the sun. Stop right there. At even at the going down of the sun. Alright, now precept that uh to Mark chapter one verse thirty two. Mark chapter one verse thirty two. Mark chapter 1, verse 32 reads, And at even, evening, when the sun did set. Stop right there. At evening, when the sun did set. That's the definition of what evening is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Judith. All right, back to where you was at. You was at, uh, what verse you was at? Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 8. Six days thou shalt... Eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day shall be a. What's that? Solomon, that's that's Solomon, really Solomon, Solomon assembly. Solomon assembly to the Yahweh, thy Yahweh. You shall do no work therein. So you got six, six days should you eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day should be a Solomon assembly, means a righteous gathering to Yahweh, your Yahweh. 
You should do no no work therein. So that twenty, that twentieth evening goes until the twenty first. I believe that's Thursday evening. Should be Thursday evening. That twentieth evening, which is that twenty first, right there. Hallelujah. That's what the um, that's right. Now, all right, Sister Judith. All right, now give me um, Leviticus. Give me Leviticus 23. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1 and 2. And then skip down uh, verse 6. Verse 6 all the way to verse 8. So let me chapter 20. Leviticus 23, verse 1 and 2. And let's get down verse 6 to verse 8. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1 and 2. Skip down to 6 to 8. Verse 6. Uh, give me, uh, give me, uh, make that Leviticus 23, verse 1 and 2. Skip down verse 4. And then verse 6 to verse 8. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1 and 2, 4. 6, six to, eight. to 8. Verse 1 reads. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be righteous gatherings, even these are my feasts. And these are, these are my, my feasts. feasts. Yahweh's feasts. Okay, go ahead. Verse 4. Verse 4 reads, 